Welcome to the Catholic National Athletic Association's podcast, Overtime. We talk about the unique challenges of running an athletic department at Catholic high schools. We also feature athletic directors from around the country and identify best practices for successful high school athletic departments. If you would like to submit a question or suggest a topic idea for the podcast, please email info at thecnaa.org. That's I-N-F-O at thecnaa.org. I-N-F-O at thecnaa.org. We're here today with Harold Barker from St. Louis Priory School. Harold is the athletic director. St. Louis Priory School is known for their unique Benedictine approach to education designed to develop young men in mind, body, and spirit through a rigorous balance of disciplines that challenge the whole person while cultivating a lifelong sense of community. Harold, welcome to the show. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you for having me. Excellent. Now tell me a little bit about yourself. How did you get into education? Wow. So this is my 22nd year in education. It's it, it's sometimes hard to believe, you know, it, it goes by pretty quickly. Um, I got into education um, actually uh, through some mutual friends who, who actually thought I might become a good teacher. Um, I was working for Houlihan's Restaurant Group way back in the day after college, and I was kind of floundering a little bit and looking for some self, uh, some, some sense of purpose for myself. And, um, yeah, I kind of fell into education, to be honest. Um, and so I, I, I started um, really as a substitute teacher and then eventually got hired on at my first job and uh, became a teacher and a coach. And I said to myself, I, I will never look back. This is probably the best thing that's ever happened to me. And how long have you been at the Priory? So I uh, started there officially June the 1st. So it's my first year at Priory. And I'm a first-year athletic director as well. So um, it's, it's been quite the whirlwind, to say the least. Sound, sounds like a, a huge challenge. Now, what do you consider to be your most important part of the role that you have at the Priory? So at, at Priory, it's, um, it's a very unique school in that we have a sports requirement. So athletics is actually part of the curriculum. It's, it's co-curricular, if you will. So my job as the athletic director is to coordinate all of the sport um, at the varsity and junior varsity level in the high school. But we also have a junior school uh, with, with seventh and eighth graders. And so um, every day, uh, those seventh and eighth graders are required to play a sport all three seasons. And so it's my job to to coordinate that experience and, and to, to find excellent coaches uh, who, who can go about teaching them the right way, um, but also, you know, formulating, um, you know, a team experience that's going to provide those lifelong lessons that they can learn on the field or on the court and outside the classroom. That's an interesting requirement to require people to, to play a sport. What's the thinking behind that? Well, for us, it's, you know, as you mentioned in the intro, it's, you know, we're, we're trying to challenge our, our, our young boys uh, to become, you know, their best versions of themselves and, and in a complete way. So athletics is, is a beautiful uh, venue and tool, really, to help teach those lifelong lessons. And so you're, you're going to challenge 
you know, each individual, you know, physically and, and mentally, um, and also, you know, put them in situations where they're going to have to face adversity and, and also uh, develop, you know, a sense of perseverance. Um, and then also, you know, for, for me, it's philosophically speaking, you know, putting them in situations and giving them opportunities to serve a purpose that's bigger than themselves. Excellent. Now, COVID-19 has been a huge challenge for schools and athletics. What lessons have you learned from having to deal with the pandemic? A lot of patience, that's for sure. Um, you know, I, I, I accepted the job back in the middle of February, so really before the, the pandemic hit. And, um, you know, I finished at my previous job in the classroom, and I was I was saying to myself the whole time, gosh, this is a very, it's a very interesting way to to end my time in the classroom. Um, but then when June first hit and I started officially, um, it's just been, you know, one, I mean, you take a couple of steps forward and you take a step back, and and so for me it, it has been a lot of patience. I I like to to hit the ground running. I like to move fast. Um, I, I, I like to, to make big changes when they, when they need to be made. And, um, you know, right now it's, it's, it's more about reservation and safety and, um, staying as organized as possible and then communicating. My goodness. I mean, there's, you know, hundreds of emails a day, um, many phone calls and then a lot of one-on-one conversations as well to try to form those meaningful relationships with, with coaches. And how would you say the year has gone so far? You know, it's been really successful. Um, you know, given given all the challenges that we faced, you know, in St. Louis, in St. Louis City and County in particular, we were dealing with um, a lot of, uh, you know, really high COVID numbers and cases. We were dealing with, um, you know, some politics from a county executive that put a lot of restrictions on sports early on. And, um, you know, we had a lot of disgruntled, uh, constituents, you know, parents and players and coaches. And, and so, uh, for me, you know, really tried to stay patient. And then eventually at the same time, no, I, I knew that we would, we would get our chance to play. And, and, and when we had our chance to play, we were ready to, to, to kind of hit the send button, if you will. And we were ready, we were ready to go. So we were able to get all of our sports to compete this fall. I'll be a, a little bit of a shorter season and uh, we've got a couple of cross country guys going to state on Thursday and uh, football is still in the playoffs and, and soccer just, just completed their district play last night. So, you know, for me, you know, everyone's been safe. Everyone's had a good experience and we've been able to compete. Now as a first year AD, what would you say your department has accomplished so far that you're most proud of achieving? Well, um, you know, we've, uh, we're undergoing a mascot change. So, um, in light of, of everything that's going on in our world, um, we are known formally, formerly as the Priory Rebels. And, um, we, we made a decision back in early June that we wanted to go through the process of changing our mascot. And so, um, you know, obviously, you know, as a, as a branding tool, you know, your mascot's a pretty big deal for athletics. And so, I mean, I'm really proud of, of our coaching staff, um, sitting in on meetings, having the opportunity to provide input, um, you know, had to hit the ground running 
uh, and be a quick study with alumni and with the, the internal politics of our school and the history of our school. And uh, really proud of our athletic program and, and kind of paving the way towards that change. And um, I can't announce the change yet. It's coming in the middle of December. But, um, you know, we have landed on a change and we're doing the artwork and the branding now. And we're really excited. You know, I think the kids are going to like it. I think the alumni base is going to rally up behind it. And it's something that, you know, as an athletic department, um, you know, we, we kind of were thrown into the fire, so to speak, on it. But uh, we, it really gave us a chance to come together and, and get to know one another quickly behind the common call. Now, looking forward, what is a challenge that you'd like to achieve with your program? You know, we, um, we're we a very small school. Uh, we've got about 360 boys in grades 7 through 12. And, um, you know, our, our even though we have a sports requirement, our participation in the high school, I think, could be a little bit better, uh, especially with some of the, the fringe sports, if you will. So, um, you know, for me, I'd like to get a little bit better participation. Um, and, and then also... Um, it's been it's been interesting the 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 community buy-in with sports is also a little bit on the inconsistent side. Some sports have a lot of fans and a lot of cheering and people rally around those sports and other sports are you know like I said kind of on the fringe and so I'd like to find a way to to help those sports out get get more uh fans and participation and um you know just overall I think just have a more consistent approach philosophically with our programs. What are some of the sports that you're referring to? Because there may be another athletic director listening who's (laughs) gone through all of this and says, aha, I have an idea. Yeah, that's awesome. You know, it's for us, it's the right now cross country in the fall. um, You know, it was was really the big challenge for me to, to try to promote that sport to, to, you know, and COVID certainly didn't help. Um, But to get, students to rally around that sport and to, um, you know, acknowledge, you know, the guys that are working so hard in that sport, um, you know, wrestling's another one in the winter, um, you know, in the spring, I feel like it's, it's kind of track and field for us right now. And, you know, those, those are three sports that when you have a sports requirement, you know, if you don't make the, the, if you don't make football or basketball or soccer, Sometimes you have to, you know, you're, you're by default, you have to go to one of those sports, those other sports. And so trying to, to sell those sports as opportunities and not as a, as a dumping ground, so to speak, uh, for, for players who didn't make their first, their first, you know, sport that they loved. Sure. Having, having people coming out to support, it's got to make it a lot easier to have that buy-in to go, yeah, what I'm doing is important. What I'm doing really matters both for me and for the school. Yes, for sure. You know, and, and like I said, the, the COVID restrictions have been tough because, you know, we haven't had we haven't had students attending games this year because of the restrictions. Um, you know, we're limited right now in St. Louis uh, city and county, at least to, um, you know, two family spectators per player. Um, so, you know, been trying to also increase our social media presence a little bit. Um, I feel like or, you know, I, I think I believe that students can buy into the social media aspects of it. Um, but it, you know, for me, it's, it's, it's sort of a little bit of trial and error and, um, you know, you, you put a, a plan together and you hope it works and, and then you sort of rebuild it and try to rebrand it and, and move on from there. 
Now, for kids in school, one of the biggest things is looking forward to something. What are some of the things that might be coming up that your students are excited about? Well, I hope the I hope the unveiling of the mascot. I think that's going to be a big one for us. It's it's going to be uh, right in the the beginning stages of basketball season. Um, so, um, you know, we're, we're really excited about that, but again, it's, you know, you talked about some of the challenges, you know, we, we normally would have had a homecoming. We didn't have that. We normally would have had an alumni weekend for soccer and football. We didn't have that. Um, you know, students would normally look forward to, to dances and mixers and stuff like that. And, and that's not happening either. Um, so it's, yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting, you know, trying to create events that are, uh, socially distant and safe for our boys, but yet can can bring together the community is, is really challenging. Now, what would you say are the goals that you set for student-athletes at Priory? So the number one goal for, for us as a school, and I think philosophically across the board, that I want to get, you know, more consistently across all of our sports is um, really setting a standard of excellence. Um, so, you know, I use, I use the, the phrase that, you know, excellence is, is something that you have to chase I and mean, you really have to pursue it. It's not something that comes naturally. And so, um, you know, our, our guys, uh, in the school, I think are, are starting to see that and understand it. And excellence isn't judged by, you know, the winning and losing either. You know, it, it's a matter of, um, you know, giving our coaches, um, the the tools and the facilities and and the ability to challenge our students, hold them accountable, and and really put that as the number one goal. Um, you know, once once that excellence is pursued, I've always felt like the winning kind of takes care of itself. So you've set that as a goal. What are you doing to help your student athletes reach those goals? Well, for, you know, for us, it's. Um, you know, it's been it's been great once the restrictions have been lifted, you know, just to just to have the practices, you know, just to have, you know, the fact that that we were fortunate enough to have school from day one on campus, you know, spread out six feet apart with math, um, you know, so giving giving the students the physical opportunity. You know, we haven't had to go virtual yet. And so, you know, from day one, the start of fall sports. You know, our guys have, have been in the weight room. Our guys have been on the field, have been on the court. And so, you know, our coaches have been working really hard to instill um, the fact that we have the opportunity. You know, there were a lot of schools who had to start virtually. And, you know, they didn't have those same opportunities or they were delayed. Whereas, you know, we, we really did a good job of, of staying ready and being prepared when the restrictions were lifted. And, you know, just... You know, that that leadership by example, if you will, I think is is an important piece as well. Let's talk a little bit about the culture at Priory. How would you explain it to someone? Well, for, for, you know, and I'm still new, you know, so, you know, from the outside looking in, um, when I when I coached against Priory, you know, the first thing that always stuck out to me was, you know, kind of the grit and the determination. Um, and I feel like that that culture, you know, kind of transcends across everything. Our boys are our boys are very uh, driven. Um, they they they're go getters and they're high achievers. And so 
once you put once you put that kind of drive, you know, on the same court together, on the same field together, you're going to have a you're going to have a very competitive product. And what is really what's really been outstanding for me as a new athletic director is that that drive and that competitiveness also comes across, you know, from the from the parental side. And so what I mean by that is they they sometimes compete among themselves to who can see who can support the team the best, <laughs> who can support the team the most, who can who can provide the snacks more often. Uh, it's 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 been very cool to see our parents really jump in and not only adjust to the times but also thrive and say to themselves, okay, well we can't do what we used to do, but now we can do this. And um, the amount of support and um, and just, you know, encouragement that I've received has, has been a true blessing. What role would you say faith plays in the culture of the school? Faith is a, is a huge part of it. And, um, you know, for what I've, what I've really enjoyed when I first started observing practices over the summer and, and individual workouts, um, you know, coaches, coaches do a great job. You know, they'll, They'll lead, they'll lead a session in prayer or they'll close a session in prayer. Um, you know, coaches will take breaks and often, you know, bring the guys together, you know, socially distant, of course, right now, but, you know, bring the guys together and just talk about faith, you know, why they're there. And, you know, I mentioned earlier, you know, performing or working, you know, as a team um, with a higher purpose or, or goal in mind, something that's bigger than themselves, you know. God is, is, is obviously a, a big part of that. And, um, you know, the, the true sense of success is, is knowing that you're working, um, you know, to, 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 to please God and to, uh, to, to make sure that, you know, your faith is, is in the, is in the forefront. Let's turn to the CNAA now. Uh, part of, part of what makes it really work is schools working together. So do you have any hiring insights for schools in the CNAA? Well, so it's, um, you know, for us, it is, it is a lot about culture and it's, it's around, it's about finding the right fit. Um, so one of the challenges we had, you know, with cross country actually, as I mentioned before was, um, you know, the fact that, we actually have a lot of boys running cross country, but we didn't have enough coaches. We didn't have, in my mind, we didn't have proper supervision to make it safe, but also to make it a meaningful, um, transformative experience. So, um, you know, we put, we put, um, you know, some job postings out there and, um, we had a couple of applicants and right away, um, when I, when I sat down with, with both the applicants, you know, one of the first things that, that I wanted to be sure of was the, the focus on, on faith and culture and, and finding that right fit. So, um, you know, and also just consulting with my, with my head varsity coach and his assistant coaches, you know, making it really a team approach. Um, you know, for me as the athletic director, when I'm looking for to hire a, a new coach, um, you know, it's, it's not going to be, it's not going to be my decision solely, you know, eventually depending on the hire, you know, want to get as much input in it as possible. And especially as a new athletic director starting out, you know, I, I may not have all the institutional history and have all the, all the, um, you know, 
information and data in front of me that that will help you make the best possible hire. So that would be my my number one approach. Turning now to facilities management, do you have any tips for schools in CNAA for that? You know, for for us, it's um, the management of facilities. Um, really, I found it very interesting that even though we are a Catholic Benedictine school, the presence of those elements um, in our facilities um, could be could be branded and, and could be could be you know outlined out there a little bit more. Um, so one of the things that I'm that I'm looking into improving is you know, um, sprucing up our locker room, for instance, you know, it has our priory colors, but, um, you know, the presence of faith, you know, could be better. Um, and, you know, and then going back to the, the facilities management, just in general, our biggest thing has been to, to keep kids safe during COVID. And so whenever I'm, whenever I've been looking at facilities, we've been, we've had to, uh, repurpose, some of our facilities and, um, you know, had to kind of think outside the box. Uh, we've turned our trainer's room into a classroom. We've turned our multi-purpose gym into a lunchroom. So, um, you know, be willing to, to see a space for something that, you know, other than just a basketball court, but being able to think outside the box and, and use that space, you know, to the, to the best of your ability. We talked a little earlier about social media. Do you have any ideas in terms of social media that might be helpful for other schools? You know, right now for us, we're trying to get our social media off the ground. And um, before I started, social media was, was coordinated and and run by students. And, um, you know, that can be a double-edged sword, I think, um, from a consistent participation standpoint, but also from, um, you know, the ability to manage the content that's put out there. So, um, right now we're looking, you know, to kind of restructure that. And, um, but, you know, for us, it, social media is a, is a big part of it, you know, and, and philosophically for me, you know, I'm really wanting and hoping to get that off the ground. And, um, you know, I'd almost turn that question around and say, does anybody have any good ideas for me? Um, but, you know, I think it's, it's interesting to, to, to have students lead that charge, I think is, is a little bit, um, like I said, it just is inconsistent. Now, what are the benefits you've seen as a CNAA school? You know, you know, for me, it's it's the networking and um, the the opportunities to touch base with with other schools, you know, um, across the country, and um, and and just being able to bounce ideas, you know, off of and from one another. Um, you know, the reason why you know I you know I wanted to do this podcast today was you know to actually get to know more about CNAA. Um, you know, I, you know, for me, it's, we're all in this together and, um, being able to exchange ideas and, and to learn, you know, from a, from a broader, um, and, and more diverse community, you know, not just our own is, is, is very important to me. Is there anything that you'd like to add something we might not have talked about today that you wanted to get into the show? You know, I think it's, it's all about a journey, you know, and, and tonight I, I wanted to, to, to talk and, and share my story a little bit. Um, just, just to hopefully inspire, you know, others, you know, I, I know the ADs in across the country are, are, some are really struggling, you know, with whether it's finding funding, um, up the, the need to upgrade facilities, 
um, you know, getting participation out there and that sort of thing. And, um, you know, we're all going through it and, and we can, we can all go through it and, and learn from it together. And, you know, tonight was an opportunity for me, um, really also to, to, to have some questions asked and, and for me to, to answer those questions and, and to now sort of formulate my own journal, you know, it's this, this journey is special to me and I feel like it's a, it's a very important role that, that we all as ADs across the country, we have the opportunity to inspire young people and to, to help them become better people. And, um, you know, whatever small part I can, I can partake in that is, is, is good enough for me. Well, thank you for sharing your experience. What is the best way for someone to contact you if they're interested in, in Priory? So my, my email is, you know, is a direct link to me and, um, that's going to be h barker at priory dot org. Uh, so it's very easy to remember my first initial, my last name, and then at priory dot org. Um, you know, can certainly feel free. Always reach out. Let me know what you need. Um, happy to to give what limited knowledge I know as a first year AD, and and I'm also look forward to gleaning information from others as well. And the website is priory dot org. If you're looking for more information, priory Excellent. Harold Barker, first-year athletic director at St. Louis Priory School, thank you for your time today. Nate, thanks so much for having me, and, and all the best to you and yours. Thanks for listening to today's episode of the CNAA Podcast Overtime. Stay tuned for more episodes each month featuring best practices for managing high school athletic programs at Catholic schools. If you have questions or topic suggestions for the show, please email info at thecnaa.org. That's info at thecnaa.org. And let us know what you think.